Welcome to Behind the Bookshelves. My name is Richard Davis and this Abe Books podcast is dedicated to telling the stories behind books and the people who love them. Today we're talking caterpillars and picture books with a special guest. Joining me is Courtney Waring, who is the Director of Education at the Eric Carle Museum of Picture Book Art. And Courtney might just have one of the best jobs in the world. (laughs) The Eric Carle Museum of Picture Book Art is located in Amherst in Massachusetts. It opened in 2002 and its mission is to inspire a love of art and reading through picture books. It has three galleries an art studio, a theatre, thousands of picture books and reference books about picture books and provides educational programmes for families, scholars, educators and kids. Now Eric Carle is famous for writing and illustrating The Very Hungry Caterpillar and this book has sold millions and millions of copies around the world. Goodness only knows how many times I've read it to my daughters when they were little (laughs) and this year marks the 50th anniversary of its publication. So, let's get started. Welcome, Courtney. Hello. Nice to talk with you today. Hello. Thank you for joining us. So, my first question. How did the Eric Carle Museum of Picture Book Art come to exist? Yes, we we are still very much a a baby museum. Um, We turned 17 years old in 2019. And we we really started because of Eric Carle. Eric Carle and his late wife, Barbara Carle, in the 80s were traveling through Japan. And in Japan, they have just several incredible museums dedicated to picture book art. And Eric and Barbara really wanted to see that here in the United States. So they decided to create a museum here that would celebrate um, the art that we find in picture books. And um, we opened in November of 2002 here in Amherst, Massachusetts. Eric used to live in Western Massachusetts and he, he loved the area and decided that is where the Eric Carle Museum would would reside. So you still have a relationship with, with Eric today? <laughs> we do, we do. Eric, um, he, he turned 89 years old <laughs> uh, just last year. Goodness. He, he's, you know, just so amazing, such a, a wonderful um, person. And he, he lives in Florida now, but he comes to visit us almost every single summer. Um, and sometimes, you know, we, we know he comes, we know he's arriving. And other times he surprises us and brings family members and friends. He loves to take people through the galleries and, and walk around with them. And um, it's always just so lovely to, to see him here. So perhaps you can give us a flavor of what we would see or can see in your galleries. Yeah, we have a lot of different um, exhibitions and and as you had said we have three galleries. Um, Sometimes those uh, exhibitions that we have might be solo exhibitions, some of them might be group shows, others might be around a certain theme and currently in our galleries um, each gallery represents one of those types of exhibitions. Um, uh, We always have a gallery dedicated to the work of Eric Carle Um, and of course uh, as you had mentioned we, we are celebrating the 50th anniversary of the very hungry caterpillar 
So guests can come into that gallery and see the original illustrations for that um, incredible book. And um, we also have in that space really, an, you get to get a sense of the process that Eric uses to create his books. You can see all those hand-painted tissue papers, that visual texture that he builds in his collages. You can see the um, what is called the dummy books, where he's getting his ideas all together and thinking about where the images go and where the text goes in relation to that. Um, a, a really fun fact with The Very Hungry Caterpillar is that before it was called that title, he um, his idea for the book was um, a book called A Week with Willy Worm. Um, and so it was not a caterpillar <laughs> in the book at all, but it was this uh, worm that was just eating through all these foods and, and turns into a big fat uh, bookworm. Um, so you get to see all of those um, uh, you know, drawings and preparatory works and dummy books that led to this iconic book that so many of us all around the world know. Um, the, our central exhibition is a smaller exhibition space and right now we have a really lovely themed exhibition called Illustrated Owls, a who's who <laughs> from the collection vault. So uh, we have um, you know, just incredible works from everyone from Leonard Weisgard to um, uh, oh goodness, we have you know Winnie the Pooh um, illustrations on view. Um, uh, beautiful first edition Beatrix Potter books, um, you name it, um, on, on view. Antonio Frasconi, so that's a wonderful little treasure treasure box of a space. And then um, our group show right now is a beautiful traveling exhibition from the National Center for Illustrated Children's Literature called Our Voice, and it's celebrating the Credit Scott King Illustrator Award. And um, we've had it on view since October. It's just up for a few more weeks, and it just so incredibly stunning. We have over 30 artists represented in this exhibition with over 100 works of art of all different medium. So um, it's just it's just stunning to have it and and we're so honored to to be a, a site for it. So I'm gonna ask a silly question now but I, I'd like you to answer it. Why is picture book art so important? You know, I think for for Eric, when he was thinking about having a museum dedicated to picture book art, for him, I think it was the feeling of this is for for some children their first introduction to art through um, pages and picture found in picture books, um, and 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 for us that's that's very true. You know, we think about those picture books from our childhood, and they've made they've made an impression on us. We we hold them in our hearts, we hold them in our memory. So you know, for our guests, although many of our guests are coming as family units, we also see scholars, we see college students, we see K through 12 groups, educators, librarians, they all have these wonderful memories and experiences around picture books that they read or picture books that were read to them as children. And um, it's a very, it's a very nostalgic place where we can have guests discover or rediscover these books again um, and also introduce them to to new artists as well. So uh, what questions do, do visitors ask about the the Very Hungry Caterpillar? I, I <laughs> presume you must have seen or heard every odd question under the sun. Well, I think I think one of the questions, and, and you brought it up, Richard, a lot of people are surprised that the book is 50 years old. 
um, you know, they, they just say, wow, it's that old. I didn't realize it. Um, I think a lot of other uh, people ask if it's his first book. Um, and the answer is no, it's not. His very first book that he illustrated was also a very well-known book uh, called Brown Bear, Brown Bear, What Do You See? Uh, which was authored by Bill Martin Jr. That book is now 52 years old. Um, but the very first book that Eric both authored and illustrated is a, a really sweet counting book called One, Two, Three to the Zoo. Um, and Very Hungry Caterpillar is his, his third book, second book that he authored and illustrated, but third third book. So why why do you think The Very Hungry Caterpillar has been popular for so long? It's quite an achievement to be really a bestseller for 50 years. It, yes, it's just something, his, his art is so recognizable. Um, you know, he creates these really just beautiful, vivid, vibrant collages. He's hand painting those papers um, and he's cutting and arranging them to make his, his, um, his, his illustrations. He's also, you know, he loves animals. He loves nature. And I think that our, our, our readers, um, you know, really identify with that as well. And, and for Eric too, and I think what was really unique with The Very Hungry Caterpillar, but also there were other books at the time doing similar things, is the interactivity of the book. Um, you know, here we have this, this book that has pages that are cut um, to different sizes. There's die cuts where a child could kind of take their finger and imagine themselves as the caterpillar eating through these different foods. Um, you know, so there's, there's that very, very fun... Um, interactive toy quality to, to his books. And, and in terms of, you know, being recognizable, this is a book that's been translated into over 50 different languages all over the world, most recently Mongolian and Yiddish. Um, and it's just so wonderful, the idea that, you know, boys and girls all over can enjoy this story of, of a caterpillar, um, you know, turning uh, into a butterfly uh, and, and, and getting these beautiful wings and um, the hope and joy around that. I think it works because it's, it's a very simple story. It's very simple. And there's something so beautiful in that simplicity. Now, you also have a library that contains thousands of other picture books. Um, th that must be a fascinating place too. I presume you have examples of rare or very scarce picture books as well. We do, we do, and uh, and it continues to grow. You know, part of our, our visit experience for guests, in addition to the galleries, we have a reading library, as you mentioned. That reading library, um, I feel, is very unique because it is shelved by the artist's last name. Um, so again, we're really highlighting the art found in these books. Um, so in order, if you're looking for a certain book, you, you have to know who did the artwork for it, <laughs> which is very fun. Right. Um, but in addition to the reading library, we have a research library. We have rare books um, that, you know, we can't have out for extended amounts of time, just like the illustrations that we have in the galleries, um, you know, and they're sensitive to light, their works on paper. We always need to rotate those three galleries to care for the artwork. The same goes for the books. Um, I think I had mentioned the Illustrated Owls exhibition right now. Uh, that includes um, a set of first edition Beatrix Potter books that was recently donated to us. Um, so we're really, really excited to have that as part of our book collection. And um, recently, I think within the last year, 
we received a um, rare first edition book of um, a book called The Little Fur Family by Margaret Weiss Brown. Um, okay. It's illustrated by Garth Williams. Garth Williams is known as being the illustrator for Charlotte's Web and Stuart Little. Um, but he also illustrated The Little Fur Family. And the first edition of this book, um, it was actually bound in, in, in rabbit fur. Um, so we have this very rare first edition um version in our in our archives which is very very unique and special is the library does it cover international books at, at the start of the interview you mentioned about the importance of Japanese picture books yes it does include international books um, I would say the majority of our books tend to be uh, from the US but I think that's what's so exciting as we've been making connections with other uh, colleagues and partners all over the world and our exhibitions are traveling all over the world um, that that people are learning that we are a place that, that celebrates um, picture books from all over so for you personally what what's the most beautiful picture book that you've come across Oh my goodness, <laughs> that's such a difficult, boy, that's a tough one. Um, you know, I would say when I was, when I was younger, when I was, when I was a child, I remember this one book I just always wanted to open because I thought the pictures were so beautiful. Um, it's called The Maggie Bee by Irene Haas, and it's just, um, it's a story about a girl who wishes that she had a, a, a boat named after her. <laughs> <laughs> to go on all these adventures right. and, and the illustrations are just great. Um, I think if recently, you know, a lot of us here at the Carl, of course, are talking about the wrap up of 2018 and what some of our favorite books were and the uh, American Library Association awards are going to be announced in just a couple of weeks. So um, we've been kind of talking about which ones are our favorites. And I think for, for 2018, I think a book that I just really thought was lovely was a book called Hello Lighthouse by Sophie Blackall. Okay. It's interesting. We've been talking about the art, since you are a museum of, of art, but I always think that the text in a children's picture book is also very important right. in terms of the, the choice of words that are used and the cadence and the repetition sometimes to how it... Right. Because these are books that are read out loud. Well, and as you were saying with The Very Hungry Caterpillar, you, you recall reading that, <laughs> probably reading it quite often to the point where you probably did memorize the text. <laughs> um, yes. We, yeah, we, we do have books like that. You know, Eric's first book that he illustrated, Brown Bear, Brown Bear, What Do You See? Um, you know, we have educators, caregivers, librarians always talking to us about how much they enjoy that book. Um, to the point where they, yes, it's so repetitive and it's, it just has a certain, um, you know, patterning uh, to, the, to the text that, you know, Bill Martin Jr. who wrote it, he wrote it in 15 minutes on a train. Um, really? And, and it is, it's so just easily, to, easy to remember and, and recall for both the reader and the, the child who's listening to it. Um, I think for us here at the Carl, where, where we are situated in Western Massachusetts, it's just so amazing. The volume of authors and artists who live right here. So we're always just so thrilled to be able to welcome them here and have programs with them and celebrate the, the books that, that they have coming out um, because it's just amazing the, the number that actually just that are our neighbors and live right here. Indeed. In, in my household, we have a little much beaten up paperback called Dogs, Dogs, Dogs. Oh. And it, 
each page only has something simple like fluffy dogs, scruffy dogs, but we <laughs> we sing it. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. You have that you have that memory. It's never going to go away. And it's this, you know, holding that book, all all those memories come back so clear um, in your mind. Yes, I'll I'll never forget reading these books. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's what's so special. It is. It's it's so nostalgic. You can look at a book like, you know, Robert McCloskey's Make Way for Ducklings and just be transported back in time of a moment, you know, holding a child and reading it to them or, you know, them picking up their favorite and asking you to read it. Um, and and we, we I think what's so wonderful for us who work there here is that we we get to experience it. We have so many of our guests share these beautiful stories with us, very personal stories about the impact that these books have had in their lives. Um, so it's, it's a very, I feel like it's a very special gift that, that we receive from our guests. So I can imagine thousands of young uh, visitors coming through your doors, but it sounds like you also get professional picture book illustrators coming to visit. We do. Yes. Yes, we do. Um, n not only, you know, all of the wonderful authors and, and illustrators that live here in Western Massachusetts, but um, yes, they're, they're traveling, they're, they're doing tours for new books that are coming out. And uh, we, we, we're so pleased whenever it works out that we're able to be a stop on, um, on, a, on a book tour or visit. Um, We've got several things in the works right now for the rest of winter and spring, um, welcoming a lot of lot of guests. It sounds like you are a very interactive place, reading, yes. seminars, performances, movies. Who, who decides what goes into all of these programs? We, we have our education team here. Uh, we also work very closely with our collections team. So as we have exhibitions that are being planned, um, thinking about the, the artists that, that are represented, if they're able to come and be a part of the programming, um, you know, the majority of our, our visitors, I would say 70% of our visitors are families, but we also have college students and scholars and picture book enthusiasts and book lovers that are coming to us. So we really vary the types of programming that, that we have um, to be able to accommodate the different interests. Um, and when we think about what we have here at the Carl, we, we celebrate stories and stories come in many different um, formats. It comes through picture book art, it comes through music, it comes through dance um, and other types of performances so we, we like to celebrate that picture books tend to take a beating I find right right it was you know just the other day I was visiting uh, my family over the holidays and um, found boxes of books from my childhood and lo and behold there was the very hungry caterpillar I didn't I forgot that I had that as a child um, so it was wonderful to see um, this you know decades old <laughs> book um, and the wear and tear that it that it received from me as a kid all right so uh one final question and we can talk adult books or whatever you like but uh, i would like to know what you are reading now um gosh i i, I feel like you know we we tend to have a lot of different books on our um, end tables at the same time. Um, I've been reading some graphic novels right now because we have a graphic novel exhibition that opens up, um, opens next month. So I've been really enjoying reading uh, the books that will, will be represented in that, that exhibition. Um, 
Uh, and then I'm also rereading, um, it's been a, a while, I'm rereading William Steig's Sylvester and the Magic Pebble. Okay. Um, this is a book that we are going to um, have an exhibition of here at the Carl in the spring. Um, it turns 50 years old this year, so we'll, be, uh, we'll have original artwork from, um, from the book on view. So I've really enjoyed reading it after all this time. So rather like me then some of your reading at home is influenced by your uh, your work in the office. Yes, yes. Yes, I, I do that as well. I do that as well. <laughs> yeah, I found a very interesting book this week called um, 100 Great Children's Picture Books by Martin Salisbury, um, a British academic. And it, it showed me lots of picture books that I, I had no idea even existed. Oh, and I love, I love those books. And... Um you know, thinking about, you know, what we do at the Carl, you know, and thinking about all the other wonderful places that celebrate uh, children's book art. Um, and I'm thinking about, you know, Newcastle, the Seven Stories Museum in Newcastle is just this, an incredible place that also celebrates um, uh, UK, mostly UK artists of children's okay. book illustration, but it's an incredible place to go. I'll look that one up. I have not heard of that one, but I will look it up. All right, uh, that's all we have time for this week. I would like to give a huge thank you to Courtney Waring for joining us. Um, thank you for listening. I urge everyone, if you are in Massachusetts, near Amherst, to visit the Eric Carle Museum of Picture Book Art. Uh, my name is Richard Davis from Abe Books, and we will see you next time. Thank you. Thank you, Richard. <laughs>